Welcome, welcome, welcome to the I Speak Fizbo podcast, where we pull back the curtain from the real estate industry and expose everything they don't want you to know. We share tips, tricks, myths, and truths to fight against outdated real estate traditions so you can sell your home for top dollar without having to pay a dime in commission or sacrifice your time. It's time for homeowners to take back the power and break up the monopoly. This is the I Speak Fizbo Podcast, and this is your host, Josh Knox. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Josh with the I Speak Fizbo podcast. Welcome to the episode. Today, I wanted to talk to you about what is often the nail in the coffin for most for sale by owners. That is, what is usually the last straw for a for sale by owner before they end up going the traditional route. And maybe not the last straw, but really the thing that puts them over the top. Um, and so with that said, it, it has to do with how well the for sale by owner actually plans their sale. And that comes down to four specific areas. And I've talked about this before. Those areas are how a homeowner prepares their house. Do they have a plan for that? How a, a homeowner markets their house do they have a plan for that how a homeowner negotiates their contracts when they get one if they do get one which has to do with the seller's net sheet and then finally what is their plan to close the deal meaning who is on their team and what usually happens is is when they don't have that plan then frustration sets in and they end up hiring an agent and spending tens of thousands of dollars to get their house sold. When if they would have went back to the very beginning and put a plan in place, they would have been successful in selling their own home. And the reason I know that is because every year, hundreds of thousands of people successfully sell their house. The majority who attempt it, though, do not. And that's because they don't have a plan. So, and this is true of real estate agents as well. There are real estate agents out there, unfortunately, that don't have a plan either. They're simply hoping to get a listing. And in other cases, they're hoping to get a buyer. And then they sort of muddle their way through it. And some sometimes they close a the deal and sometimes they don't. So I don't want anybody listening to this who is a for sale owner thinking that even if you have a real estate agent, they know exactly what to do and they have the exact right plan. Uh, that's not always the case. In fact, the majority of the licensed real estate agents in the country aren't doing the average number of deals, which means they don't have a tremendous amount of experience either. So when I tell somebody that all they need is the right plan to get their home sold, they're often taken aback by that. They're, they can't quite understand or or they don't necessarily believe right up front that it's that simple. But that's the case with most things in life. If you have a plan to get something done, then you can typically get it done. Does that mean there are no challenges? Of course not. There are challenges that come up. But when you have a plan, 
then you can execute that plan. You can also troubleshoot that plan wherever you're at in the process. So again, what often ends up being the nail in somebody's coffin when they attempt to do it for sale by owner is they simply just don't have the right plan in place. So when it comes to prepping your home, you need to have the right checklist. You need to know which items you got to move, how you're going to stage your furniture, when you should be moving it, how you should be cleaning the house, what the curb appeal should look like, and so on and so forth. So that is the first part of your plan. When you're marketing your property, you have to understand what your plan is there in terms of what's the price going to be and the strategy that goes with that price. What do the pictures look like so it looks really good online? And then finally, where are you going to market it to? How are you going to get it in front of people? And this is oftentimes one of the biggest hurdles that for sale by owners face is they're not quite sure where to put their listing at. Meaning, where do they put it online to get it in front of Uh, the most people or get it in front of the right people. And I would probably say and or get it in front of the right people. Then when it comes to, let's say they do those first two pieces okay. They they manage to get the house in decent shape. They manage to get it priced the right way, uh, which is entirely possible. I don't want anybody listening to this to think that they can't do it. The, The information is out there. You can do a lot of research online in an hour or so and get good pricing information on your property. The the data is there. So when it comes to that, what are they, how are they getting it in front of the people and are they getting it in front of in the right way? So are they putting it on Zillow? Are they putting it in a local newspaper website? Are they putting signs in front of the yard? Are they using directional signs? Are they holding open houses? Are they doing all the normal things that a real estate agent would do? And again, the agents that are oftentimes sitting in open houses, and I know this because I did this as a licensed agent in the past, are often newer agents. And so you can have the same amount of information available at your fingertips as a newer agent would have, okay? And and I said this on a different podcast. Agents, when they go to real estate school and get a real estate license, are not trained on how to sell property. They're trained on the laws that they need to understand and some of the math that they need to understand and some of the title work and some of the lending work to get past the state test. That's it. there's no strategy in real estate school on how to market a property, how to talk to a client, how to talk to a buyer. None of that exists in real estate school uh, to get your license. Additionally, when agents go into brokerages, agents are spending the majority of their time, if they're doing this, training how to pick up new clients. So don't assume as a homeowner that you have to know all the ins and outs to talk to somebody at an open house most agents don't know how to do it. Again, the the industry is set up in such a way that the barrier to entry into the business is low. It's the nominal cost. It's the nominal amount of time to get a, a license in most states. And then it just comes down to, you know, talking to people. So getting back to your, getting back to this, having no plan, Uh, The next thing is once you get buyers in the door, if you've done those first two steps, 
and you get a contract, you need to know how to negotiate that contract. That comes down to what you need out of the house. Where do you need to be? What do you need to net? In order to know that, you need to do a little bit of math. You need to put together a net sheet that takes the total, the sales price, less any expenses of selling the house. And right now, I'm going to tell you again, if if you've listened before and if you or if you're listening for the first time, the biggest, and there's no way to argue this, the, it's because it's just math. The biggest expense to selling a house is real estate commissions. There's no other way to get around that. That's simply the biggest expense because title fees, so you're going to buy a title title policy for the buyer side of the transaction and title will help you this when you go help you with this when you go through the transaction, when you go through the sale. If you're a seller and you're selling a property, fees that that are unavoidable unless you're selling to a cash investor are title insurance. You're going to buy title insurance for that buyer's lender, which means the buyer's lender is in first lien position. And and a title officer can explain more about that, but that's all you're really buying. So that's a fee you ha- you're going to have to pay. And it's going to be one, two, three thousand $3,000. You just talk to your local title company or if, or if you live in a state where a real estate attorney closes the transaction like a title office would close the transaction, then you can ask them what those title policy fees are up front before you ever buy anything. Before you ever complete the sale, you can know what that is. You just tell them what your anticipated sales price is and they'll give you the price to that uh, seller's title policy. Then you're going to pay settlement fees, which are generally a couple hundred dollars. And in most states, they're regulated by the state. So most title offices, most real estate attorneys who are closing transactions, they're not going to gouge you for that price. They have a flat rate. They've got to register it with their state. And so you're, you're not going to be caught off guard. But So you're going to spend a couple hundred dollars there. If you have, if you're going to pay for a home warranty, so if the buyer asks for a home warranty inside of the contract, so they write a price on that contract, we're willing to pay this price. Uh, we're going to make it contingent upon financing. We're going to make it contingent upon inspection. And we'd also, a uh, home seller would like for you to pay for a home warranty. And those varying costs, three to $500, sometimes they can get a little bit higher if you get different riders on them that cover different items. Um, that that could be a potential cost to you as a seller. Um, but you would know that up front before you agree to the contract. You just read through the contract and see if they're asking for a home warranty and what the dollar amount is. And then see if they're asking for you to pay for it. Sometimes buyers will put in the contract that they want a home warranty, but they're willing to pay for it. And there's a little checkbox or there's a little something that you fill in the blank on that, that lets you know who's going to be paying for that. And then you're going to have prorations uh, in most cases, which are typically taxes. If you live in an HOA, there might be an HOA proration. There might be an HOA transfer tax. You can ask your HOA company if you live in an HOA uh, what that is or your title company can find out for you. Sometimes the buyer's lender will find out because then uh, if you say that each party is responsible inside of the contract, if you say each party is responsible for their own prorations, then each party is responsible for their own prorations. So the buyer would have theirs as well. So taxes, it's up to the time you owned it in the year. Anyways, the title company will give you all of that all of that um, information, but you can you can sometimes estimate that. But I would call title and get that fee just exactly at the same time you're getting that title policy fee and the settlement fee, and then ask title any other fees that are going to be in there. And those are never really going to amount to 
you know, maybe more than a couple thousand dollars. But in this day and age, when we're selling property on average of $300,000, you know, a couple thousand dollars is way better than spending $18,000 to sell a house, you know, at a, at a traditional 6% uh, commission. So you, even if you were to pay a lower commission, 5%, it's still 15 grand. And that's a lot of money. There's There's a lot that you could probably do with that that you would enjoy rather than just, you know, paying to sell a house. So Having said all that, when you get to that net sheet, you just take those numbers, plug them in, subtract them from your sales price, and there's where you're going to net out. And so you understand when somebody comes to you with an offer, you go, okay, well, I need to – you'll know in your own head, I need to be bottom line here. Does the offer that they give me meet that criteria? And if it does, great. Now you've got something to work with. It doesn't mean you have to automatically agree to it. Uh, but you have something to work with. And so you go into that negotiation and you go, okay, may, maybe they offered you a couple thousand dollars less, but you know that you can work with it. You, you could counter offer and go, look, I'll, I'll split the difference um, or I'll come off this amount of price. And then you just go through that little bit of a process. But if you know you're going to net at, if you know you're going to put in your pocket everything that you need and then some, then you know you have something to work with. If they come to you and they offer you way less and you know you cannot sell for that price, then you simply start the negotiation process from there and go, look, I got to come here. And then you go a couple thousand dollars over, depending upon what the offer was, um, what you need to net so that you you know where you're at in the end. You know how much money you're going to put in your pocket. You know if it works for you. That's how real estate negotiations go. Now, when it comes to having a plan for closing the deal that has to do with the team that you need in place to help you. So on that team are your title company and or real estate attorney, depending upon what your state requires uh, for the closing of a real estate transaction. And then a lender, you should have a lender helping you. And if you're likely moving to another home, you have a lender helping you uh, with your next loan uh, or your next mortgage. Uh, But also the buyer's lender, the, the buyer's lender and your title company or the buyer's title company, whoever you decide to work with, has it in their best interest to help you close the transaction. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to tell you exactly what to do. You'll you'll make an educated decision on what you need to do based upon the information that's there. But those two people are working towards closing the transaction. That's why they're willing to do the work that they need to do on their end. And keep in mind that that lender, the buyer's lender, is doing everything they can to make the transaction close for their buyer. Um, And the bank is doing their due diligence to make sure the transaction will close because they want the deal to close. Everybody generates revenue from the lender to the title company by ensuring that that deal closes. And the bank also generates revenue by loaning out the money to the buyer. So they all want you to succeed. They want the sale to go through. So just know that as you go into the transaction. They're they're there for your benefit. So getting back to my original point, what is the nail in the coffin for most for sale by owners? And it's the fact that they don't have a plan. But if you'll have a plan, if you'll, and I'll recap this again really quickly, if you'll have a preparation plan, a marketing plan, a negotiation plan, and a closing plan, then you can be highly successful closing your own for sale by owner transaction, your own sale. It is not as difficult as the industry would make it seem. Uh, Why do I know this? One, because I sold my own home 
uh, without the help of any agents. I actually was able to save both sides of the transaction commission. I put nearly $12,000 back into my own pocket and still sold at the top end of my price. Two, it's because I spent eight years as a licensed real estate agent and I know exactly the steps that it takes to get a home sold. Worked with hundreds and hundreds of clients over those eight years in up markets and down markets. And the system is repeatable. You just need to follow it. So when you have a plan, you can be successful in selling your own home. Just the same as a real estate agent would be successful in selling a home. You're simply cutting out the biggest expense when you remove real estate agents from the transaction. But you can still get it done. You can still protect yourself legally. You can still get the top dollar because the market will determine what they're willing to pay for it. Does that mean you're not going to get somebody to lowball you? Absolutely not. People will lowball you. That's the way the real estate industry works or any product buying and selling cycle works. People are always looking for a deal. That doesn't mean you have to sell to them. I've been in I've been in uh, plenty of listing transactions where I was working with the seller and we've gotten lowball offers because investors are always out there looking for things. You simply deal with those like you would with any other offer. Does it work for me or does it not work for me? So, uh, as always, I hope that information is helpful to you. I hope that when you go through the for sale by owner process that you'll put a plan together. And as always, I hope to see you on the next podcast.